All right, we are recording. Uh, welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook, follow the page. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes and you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be amazing. We've been putting up content now for almost four years and we're having a blast and we couldn't be doing this without all of your support. So thank you for tuning in every single Wednesday. I don't know if the mic is picking it up, but there are horrendous winds happening right now in Florida. I don't think I've heard wind like this in a very long time. No. It's swooshing through the hallways. But it's not raining. No. Thank um, goodness. Well, thank goodness, up. because that would be even more of a mess. But we got an email from our apartment uh, building about you know putting everything away just because there was a potential hurricane that has since been downgraded to a tropical, tropical storm. storm. But it's Elsa. I believe it's going to be west of us. But right now it's oddly sunny, but there's just a lot of wind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when it comes to hurricanes because you just never know. At the very last second, it can go the other way, and you're kind of just sitting on your toes every single day. So. We will see what happens, but we do have some big gusts of wind going through the hallway. Yeah, but so far, so good. So we're going <laughs> to hop into that in a second. But um, do you want to take today's sponsor before we get into the episode? Oh, do I get to do the sponsor You today? get to do it. You get to do it. I think uh, I think I set the bar pretty high last you week. You did. No pressure at all. So let's do this. All right. Give me a uh, drum roll, please. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Today's episode of the Freddie and Alyssa Show is brought to you by HarperCollins with the Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. If you are looking for that perfect feel-good summer read, look no further. We've got you covered with the Lost and Found Bookshop. You can sit back, you can relax, and you can enjoy this bestseller. So the premise of this book, if you haven't heard about it yet, it is all about a woman named Natalie Harper. And after her mother's death, she inherits a charming but financially strapped bookshop in San Francisco. And she also becomes the caretaker for her ailing grandfather. And books provide welcome solace for her grief and her struggle. People Magazine calls the book a feel-good family saga, a charming tale about the silver linings of unwanted detours. This read is perfect for readers of Jennifer Weiner or Emily Henry. So, you know, whether it's your top pick for maybe a book club or you're just looking to enjoy a nice read poolside, on the beach, on vacay, in a hurricane, whatever you're doing, the Lost and Found Bookshop is it. So if you want to grab your copy, you can head on over to harpercollins.com. That is H-A-R-P-E-R collins.com and grab your copy of the Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. What do you rate? Oh, I give it an A+. Plus. I give it an A+. Plus. Um, yeah, the I got to say, just I've never, not growing up in Florida, I've never really understood hurricanes. Um, the first time I actually heard that a hurricane might be coming was from my cousin Cherie, who had planned a vacation with her family to get an Airbnb, come to Disney, enjoy, now that the world's opened up a little bit. And she was thinking about potentially canceling her trip when she heard it was a hurricane. You grew up in South Florida, I grew up in Ohio, so the only thing we ever had was severe thunderstorms and potentially like Tornadoes. tornado yeah. warnings every now and then. Little earthquakes was never a big deal. Um, a, um, a hurricane. In 
Ohio? Yeah, just a li- like we've had a few earthquakes, but nothing hmm. like what we're afraid of in California. <laughs> but that's more how I grew up now in my 20s was California was the was the earthquake and we were always worried about that. But what was it like with um with hurricanes? So what does that all consist of? At least hurricanes seem to give you warning. Yes. Which is unlike any yes. other natural disaster. Well, what's so crazy is growing up in South Florida, um, we were way closer to the coast. So when you hear hurricanes coming, you're kind of like, uh-oh. I mean, I know anywhere in Florida, but in Orlando, we're more central. So once the hurricane hits, it kind of um, weakens it a little bit. Not to say that a lot of damage can't happen, because it absolutely can. But living like right on the coast, you're just like, oh, goodness, if this is coming here, you know, we got we got to get out. But what's interesting is back in the day, because there was no technology of social media, of me being able to quickly Google where is um, the hurricane at right now, my dad had this laminated tracker that he would keep in the garage. A laminated tracker? Yeah, so basically it was like Florida, the Atlantic Ocean, the Gulf of Mexico, and he would, with a marker, like every, you know, couple hours or day, like draw this on this tracker where the hurricane was supposed to go so he could see the different paths that it might take. Isn't oh, that wow. have it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I that's it. smart, though, for the family. Because yeah. don't you have, like, shutters and you had to do certain things? Or... Yes, yeah, so if it's a certain category, you have to put shutters up because, you know, you want to stay safe. You like, you absolutely should or else your windows So glass are could be blown out. Correct, oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, and then, you know, if it was a specific category, you would evacuate and sometimes they'll have the evacuation alert saying, like, you should evacuate. You know, your state will let you know. Um, but it's kind of like a waiting game. So even with Tropical Storm Elsa, we were or I, at least I was, I made you go and get water yesterday. I was like, let's prep. You just never know. It could like, you know, things could change at the last second. Um, But a lot of my memories growing up with hurricanes, you know, we would stay in the house a lot of times with shutters. If it wasn't, you know, that bad, there are other times you evacuate. Being in a hurricane itself, it's not the most fun, but for me, because I've done it, it's like the rain doesn't really bother me. Thunderstorms, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Worst case scenario, you go into the closet, you hide in the house. I remember when I was younger, my parents and a lot of my friends would have, you know, hurricane parties. So if you're a true Floridian and you've never seen ice in a bathtub to keep your drinks cold, you haven't lived. (laughs) That was like more something my friends did. But it's a lot, it was like just kind of a crazy time growing up in that. And then I moved to California and earthquakes to this day terrify me. Yeah. Because you don't know when it's gonna hit. And the very last one that we were in, it woke us up in the middle of the night. Do you remember? A little bit. It was it like was, on my birthday. It shook pretty big. Yeah. It was on my July 30th. I will never forget. We woke up as like 5:30 in the morning, and our chandelier in our bedroom was shaking back and forth, and I was like, uh oh. And as a person living in California, you keep hearing all the time, oh, the next one's going to be the big one. And you're just like, I don't know, it's a little more stressful because with a hurricane, you can plan. With an earthquake, you can't. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying hurricanes are fun by any means, but... But you're making the best out of the situation, and it's it's nice to be connected and to be able to figure out if there was anything bad going to happen so we could, you know, make a plan. Because a lot of times, a lot of bad does happen with hurricanes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, compl- I've lived through a couple of them where our towns were just completely, 
like ruined and you go on the curfew every single night and then like sometimes school for weeks we it was all canceled you know so i've seen all of it i'm not saying that like oh yeah it's yeah. a fun thing but well, no just making the best out of it but luckily this one um never really you know happened so yeah. um we're for still keeping us. an eye on it but for us i think it's it's hitting tampa a little more than it is orlando here so we're just kind of keeping an eye on it but it has been pretty rainy uh for florida i don't know if it had something to do with mm -hmm. that but today the sun is shining we do have the wind so we're just uh looking forward to the sunshine coming back out to enjoy the summer because we were on like this huge kick of just traveling and going places um, we wanted to get settled. I think we've talked about this on the podcast a few times of having this new idea that we wanted to work on. And the thing that was just holding us back is that we had a million things going on. We wanted to make sure that we stayed consistent with our podcast and that we had our, you know, our life duties of cleaning and grocery shopping and bills <laughs> and on top of moving and Alyssa's real estate. And we had so much going on, but then we finally got settled. And just about four days ago, we started a new show we that we have been so excited to do for months and months and months. And it has been slightly postponed because it has been raining. And um, what we are going to do, and we hope it'll be ready by August for the first episode, but we're going to call it Exploring Florida. Again, we're very creative with our titles. First, the <laughs> Freddie and Alyssa show. We were kind of like, well, what is the show? We're like, well, it's Freddie and Alyssa talking. Let's call it the Freddie and Alyssa show. And then Exploring Florida. What are we doing? Well, we're exploring Florida. Hey. And we want to document this amazing state because I think there's unique cities and activities in each and every state in our country. Florida is unique in the sense of it being tropical, of having different beaches um, and having a big city like Miami, but then Disney World and then the West Coast and Central Florida. So we want to explore it. Number one, we want to be more... Um, uh, you know, filled in on the information of the cities and try to catch up because Alyssa knows a lot about South Florida. I don't really know much about Florida and being in real estate with her being the agent and me working on behind the scenes. I think having information on cities, areas, activities, it just allows you to connect with people. Yeah. And I really want to study and learn these different cities. And at the same time, it's fun because we've been locked up for 15 months. Yeah. I just want to get in the car. I want to take the camera. I want to bring all of you on this on this journey and just check out some really cool places because Florida, I would say, is a very vacation-heavy destination for people in America, especially Walt Disney, but Destin, Florida, Miami, Sarasota, Naples, Fort Myers. You know, yeah. the list goes on. West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and then you've got you know, the Caribbean. Uh, there's just so many different ways, Florida Keys. So we're making a huge list. We want to find some great hotels. We want to find some unique Airbnbs and we want to put ourselves out there and try new things. Um, one of the things on our list is a- Trying new food, you said? You're going to try avocado and shellfish? I'm not going to do that. Um, this isn't, this is exploring Florida in a happy way, not exploring different emergency or urgent care lobbies. And, uh, so what we're going to try to do is find the most interesting activities. So for those of you who are interested in trying those activities in your state, or if you're ever visiting Florida, we're going to really look around and try to find some amazing things. So the, the one thing that we've already done, um, is at Disney Springs, you on this big hot air balloon. So but it was connected fun. to a cable. So what? that's a way to just start. But there are legit hot air balloon rides here in Florida that we have on the list. We've got an airboat ride on the list, boat tours. We've got 
um, indoor sky. Yeah, axe throwing. There's this huge lagoon that was built in this city called Wesley Chapel. We've got the city of Miami, all the great food in this entire state. So for any of you who've been to Florida or who live in Florida or who are curious about Florida, we would love for you to uh, make suggestions for us yes. because we can only Google so much. So we're reaching out to you. Let us know where you'd like us to go, things you'd like us to try. And we're going to try to create a series out of this and at least do one episode a week. I'm going to be pushing her to do a little bit more than one episode a week. <laughs> and uh, But so far, it's been going really well, minus the three-day pause because the rain. I it just know. doesn't look that fun if it's cloudy and rainy and you're trying to tell someone how beautiful it is. Of and in the middle course. of a hurricane or a tropical storm. <laughs> right, 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 that too. And what's really interesting as well, at where we live in Orlando, there are so many like subdivisions and different towns to explore yeah. that there's so much already around us. Like for one of the episodes, we obviously did the um, air balloon. I think it's called Aerofile that's how you pronounce it, in Disney Springs, which was really awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but we wanted to do that activity because we also want to explore celebration, which, you know, I've gone to quite a handful of times, and I adore this town. It was, you know, Disney was the one who came up with it, thought of it, and obviously all these years later, it finally got built. But what I really like, too, on this end of it is researching and learning about all these places because I learned so much about Celebration and Walt Disney and what he originally wanted, which obviously it didn't happen because like 30 years after he passed is when they made Celebration. But he had this whole vision for this town to be in a dome so that they could control the climate. And I was like, what a innovative visionary to think of that in the 60s. You know, it still doesn't happen, but in Florida, we do have the humidity, we do have the rain. So he was probably just thinking, you know, outside of the box. And he also back then, too, was talking about um, electric cars going underneath the town so that all the residents could actually walk through the town and not worry about like getting hit you know just all these different things so you know me I love absorbing new information and learning just different things and history about these different areas that are just right here around us yeah well we have that incentive now and, and I, I just always love being able to retain more information and because that's what I've one of one of the things we wrote in our book years ago um, one of my favorite chapters still to this day was uh, was it was titled "Be Nice, Ask Questions," and I felt like that was the most simple way to sum up how I have viewed life and how I always give advice. Is I just feel like the if you're if you never know what to do or you want to set out um, to to do something specific, it is to just be nice and ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of humility wrapped up in that. I think being kind and being nice, but the most important thing on top of being kind, nice, and humble is to ask questions, to be interested in other people's lives, to be interested in things that we can learn. And that's where I have really found my like core happiness is by having something that I sit down, being productive, and then learning something yeah. new. Because you wake up the next day and you're like, I really made something out of that day. Yeah. So this kind of goes with our entire theory. So we're going to really explore. We're going to take you on the journey. It's going to be called Exploring Florida. Woo! And we're going to try a lot of crazy stuff because there's so many things like zip lining I've never done. So the list goes on, probably like some canoeing with these clear boats in, in this gator place. Ugh. So that's going to be really interesting. But um, but, but yeah, so please let us know too, your suggestions. Let us know your suggestions. And also, even going on that air balloon 
we would have never ever done that before yeah you know what i mean like even for us it made us kind of get out of our comfort zone because for me i'm not the biggest fan of heights but i said you know what Alyssa? like just do it just just push yourself and i did it it was really fun and it was really cool yeah it wasn't that scary so you know we have to get you on something a little more scary no. the, the weather didn't allow it to go to 400 feet it only went to 100 feet which is like fine i think i've jumped off of a lighthouse from 50 feet into the lake erie before so oh, it wasn't no. that much more but um but heights doesn't really bother me i know it does her yeah um but so we're getting out there we also were uh we got to spend some time at coco beach which was gorgeous um the experience was amazing because we're used to los angeles beaches which are still about an hour away because we're in orlando and, uh, but you just had parking, you just walk on the beach, it was awesome. But my cousin is in town and uh, I got to meet my goddaughter, Harlow. I got to see my, my niece, Mila, and we got to hang out with the family and it was just so amazing being around these little ones. Mila's three, Harlow's one. And uh, you know, I haven't really been around kids my entire adult life. Yeah. I don't think you have either, because we've both been I in mean, Los my Angeles. Niece, but yeah, and, I'm but I'm saying on a, on a consistent yeah. basis, like being around kids. Cause when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, I grew up with my cousins being young, but you're not thinking about little kids developing and finding them interesting. You're in your own head thinking about your driver's license and dating when you're 16 years old. Right. So now that I'm an adult and I'm interested in everything going on, it, it's the, 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 the two girls that I was able to see was Sydney and Harper who played oh, my daughters yes. on the show. So I got to see them grow up from six months to That's seven right. years old. And that was kind of like how to hold, how to hold babies, how yeah. to like, and how to interact. There was even times on, on the show where I would ask, like, how do you speak to a five-year-old? Mm -hmm. Like, do you, not, not, not that you're talking down to them, but you know how sometimes you go, oh, is, you know, like, oh, are you going to, like, whatever this is, um, <laughs> yeah. do, or do you talk to them like an adult or do you bring your voice down? Cause I, all I could do is watch movies or yeah. TV shows. So I was never really, um, around children to understand what to do. So I just kind of like sit back. I was watching my cousin, uh, parent and Jeremy, her yeah. husband, um, just parent the kids and have so much fun. But what was your experience of being around the little ones it and everything. It was so sweet and precious. And it's so funny to see the different ages because like you said, we haven't really been around, you know, kids in a long time. And so being able to have Jules, my sister's uh, daughter, my niece, to watch that and then now to see because Mila is three yes. and Harlow is one, correct? Yes. So it's interesting to see them in these different ages because Harlow, you know, she's one and you know, she's now walking and she's so excited and every little thing she's looking at me and she wants to explore and she looks deep in your soul. Yes. You know what I mean? Like she, there's stuff she knows that she can't tell us. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. There's some definite <laughs> eye connection there. You're like, what do you know in those beautiful blue eyes? I think it's probably all one-year-olds. I think there's right? that, that whole theory of like, is this your rebirth? Do, are, do you know everything and you're yet to forget it? 
or whatever it is, but I'm saying when you look, I've never like it's, I know. it's not a one year old. It is there's life in that there's soul. Life in that soul. And she was just having just the best time and just watching her walk around and like how happy she was when I give her like a goldfish. And then she just wants to go up on the chair and stand. And then she gets so excited sitting down and then standing up. And she just loved everything. And then Mila, the three-year-old, she was making me work for it. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out with her by uh, the water. And I was trying to like ask her some questions. And she just like knew. It's funny when you it made me think about when you mentioned bringing your voice yeah. up. Cause I was doing that with her at first and I was like, well, let me just like kind of start talking to her normal and just asking her questions. And that's kind of when she like was vibing with me. So she didn't want to be talked to like a kid. Yeah. She's like, speak to me as the mature young lady that I am. <laughs> I guess so. It's just a learning experience. It is. And then it's interesting too, because kids, you know, they're on a schedule of nap time. So when we were at the beach, they both were supposed to have their naps and Mila, she ended up sleeping right there on the towel under the umbrella. Like she was so tired and she just completely knocked out for a couple hours. And then Harlow ended up napping for what, maybe like 20, 30 minutes. But it's just, it's so interesting to watch. And I think it's so cool that these two sisters have each other and they're growing up together and they're they just such dolls. They are the cutest kids and I can't believe how big Mila is. I know. Yeah, that's why I can't wait to see. I can't wait. To, we're we're going to, they're here a couple more days, so we're going to get to spend some time. And then we're trying to just figure out ways to just spend more time with the family because there's just something so, um, just that, that feels so good just being around uh, family yeah. and spending that time. So we're, we've, we've had more family here in the past three months <laughs> than we have an entire 15 years. Wow. So it's just such a, uh, a beautiful thing. So for anybody too, who, who, not that you take your family for granted, but you definitely are just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to grandma's for dinner. And like, it just becomes normal. Um, when it's taken away for some time, you don't realize how great it really is. Yeah. And so I always keep that perspective of just making sure to do the phone calls and, and really spending the time and putting in the effort because we know what it's like to be away from them and to miss all those moments. Yeah. And, you know, the first year of Harlow's life, I was never even privy to other than photos. Um, same thing with Mila, like even Juliana, like we haven't spent that much time yeah. and I just can't wait. Um, to be able to to spend that quality time and when they get older they're going to remember more and it's going to be it's going to be great but you can't help but start thinking about our future and Ooh. kids and so i talk about i was talking with my cousin about that and i feel like every mom and dad has the same answer where it's just like it's a love you've never felt but it's also the hardest thing you've ever done mm -hmm. and you can see that because you know it's it's just a constant um, it's, it's a constant attention and focus that goes into the children sure. at every single minute they're awake. And my cousin was saying that even when she gets her hour at night, she's just, she can't really, Exhausted, yeah, probably. she's like, I watch a little TV, but I'm just like, I got to get to bed because I have to do this all over again the next day. So we were just having like a really good conversation about that. And, and it's just weird how that is one area of our life that so many people can connect on that but we have no idea no clue what it's like and anytime you bring up well we have benji and when we bring him in the stroller boy no is it way. more difficult <laughs> um but it is you know there's the there's the it's its own level of you know uh responsibility but he but the responsibility is that you're like taking care of something 
but it's not oh he's got he's not gonna get hurt he fell like he's not gonna choke he's not gonna get washed up he's not gonna you know he's very simple and then like now he's just passed out like the king he is um (laughs) but but yeah i mean it's it's just gonna be a moment and i think maybe everybody has um like i don't know we're just new like i've never been 33 years old and married before and going like oh yeah like we you know we're talking about kids and like when do we do it and then plus all the thoughts that go on with it of course i mean it is probably one of the biggest things you'll ever do in your life and i feel like every person i've ever talked to about this has always said there's never the right time but you just do it and it, it we've always talked about this too i feel like especially for me um when we're older having that family is just so so important you know what i mean like that's real like because i am always thinking about the future and always making choices based on the future and last year i went to my gynecologist and i got all the tests done to see how my eggs were and everything and everything was good you know for my age of course but everything looked healthy and normal so it's just interesting that with life we really do have that biological clock ticking because if we didn't have that, I feel like you and I would wait quite some time just because there's a lot of stuff we're doing. We always have been like that, though. You know, like I even remember in my 20s at one point, I was like, I don't really know if I would have kids. That literally was a thought in my early to mid 20s. That obviously changed. I very much want a family and I want to have a family with this guy and see what we could create. I mean, that's just the coolest thing and to be able to raise it and, you know, to have that family have those core values together but it is life-changing you know so we'll um we'll see what happens it is yeah i i think the, the the unique thing about us is that um you know even though we're 33 soon to be 34 she's older than i am i always like to let people know that Please. um is i think by this time traditionally people have figured out at least a little bit of a routine in life. Sure. And if you think about you and I, it's just always been a year-to-year type of living. Like the reason when you're 24 years old, you're in Los Angeles, you don't know when your next job's going to come, and you're kind of thinking in your head, well, how am I going to afford to have a kid? How can I? I barely have enough time to spend time with my family, my friends, plus my career. Like how do you add in a child? And realistically the only thing that has changed is our knowledge as growing up but if you think about it i mean we just moved to florida we're just starting a new career it kind of feels like we're 22 um so that that's the only thing is just really trying to figure out like of monitoring it and trying to in my mind i want to do it but I, we have to just find the right time of, of like <laughs> basically how far can we push it out right. just to get into a groove. Well, because in my perfect world, there are a lot of things that, like you said, new career, new place that we're living, new community, just everything, new schedule. It'd be really nice to get into the groove of that and just have things rocking and rolling. Yeah. And then we're like, okay. Like, this is the time. And who knows? Maybe that time will never come and we'll just do it when we do it. Like, I don't know. But I think, I really do believe that once we are a little bit more in the groove of our life and, you know, have a surefire path of where we're going, that it would make it easier. But 
Yeah, it, it's it's just the, the 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 exchange of of you're going to. Ha I mean, there. I, I guess for me, it, it's just like where where do you sacrifice the uh, where do you sacrifice the time of you know? Because of course we'd be able to do it. We would be yeah. fine if it was happening. We would go. Oh, yeah, like of course there's we'd no be right so time. So happy. Of you course. could do it. Um, but I, you know, it, it's just like well. Like there's so many days we but go to, we go it, to bed make... with a list of to do things that we never like we chip away at ten percent of it every day it seems like it, you know and then you yeah. you add in a full full time um, job and then that changes your whole life and then the the family dynamics of it all too like it's gonna be um, it's an adjustment it's everything in life adjustment. is but you know when... but just watching the little girls though it's like the love even though they're not mine the love is there i know like i love I, I love them equally as much as i do sheree and jeremy i know like it's it's almost like their kids you love the same as them well what's really cool though is that as two individuals you love them so much and then they created these little humans it's like and they're like these little nuggets and you just love them yeah. so much it's just so interesting and I know that one day it definitely will happen and we'll be very excited to do so. But, you know, we'll see. Like, what's meant to be will be. I always say that. Trust in the timing of life. If it's meant to happen tomorrow, but we, <laughs> we are pretty careful though. So. Well, and also, <laughs> too, it's, crazy you're, you're, basically, you're basically just choosing which, um, whether it's three years, five years, ten years. I don't know because I don't have a kid. Ten years? Of, no, no, of the sacrifice oh, of oh, you oh, basically oh. have to give up a huge portion of your life to raise your child yeah. early, and then you get to kick back later. So I was even telling my cousin that right now they're fully consumed with a three-year-old and a one-year-old, but by the time they're like 45 or 50, they're going to be more like, oh, the kids are grown, I'm kicked back, and now i am got my freedom you know, and then for us, we're going to be probably with like, <laughs> yeah, like no matter when it is. When you don't you, have the energy. <laughs> yeah. like, Come on, kids. Come no, back. we will. We will. I, I'm not going to overthink this too much. You're, you're not going to overthink. Yeah, right. But yeah, anywho, right. it's just, it was just interesting. It just comes up, you know, I, I, we've just been thinking about it a lot lately. And uh, so, yeah. You know, I about. saw a TikTok the other day and it was of this couple and they were in their 40s and they go, yeah, when we were young and had kids young, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You can't do that. And they're like, we did it. And now we're in our 40s and they're just And the kids are grown. Yeah. So they get to have these <laughs> grown the ass life. kids yeah. and enjoy and they're yeah. in their 40s. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the time, but it's going to be a wonderful time. And um, so there will be a time, but until then, we're just going to focus on being grade A aunts and uncles. Also, and when it does happen, do you guys think we will have a boy or a girl? I want to know. We'll see. We'll see. We already know what it'll be. <laughs> but no, it's uh, but yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be really interesting. But yeah, I think I think we just just keep looking into you know all the things that shouldn't be looked into anyway another news you know you can drink beer on the beach in florida that was pretty cool yes you can that's uh well it's funny because we went up to this there was a restaurant slash bar and it was right on the beach and we we're like oh goodness we need a bathroom really bad right when we got there and you were asking you're like well can if we order it can we bring it to the beach she's like yeah <laughs> we were like, what? Yeah, you can't do that in L.A. You have to hide it in your bag in L.A. and like make sure there's no patrol around. That's what's hilarious is that people would just put it in a anything. Yeah, like water bottle. 
You just put yeah. Put your put a beer in a cup and then you just. You just gotta fake. You just gotta fake it. You're just like this, like oh, I'm so parched, and then. <laughs> and then you pretend it doesn't like taste like vodka. There was this young group of kids, and um, I think they were maybe like, I, I don't even know anymore. Like I don't know when all of a sudden sixteen it, like has looked. I was like, wait, what? Because when I was sixteen, I was thinking of like how I thought of myself, and then when you see a sixteen year old in real life. You're just like these, like they're they're yeah, actual ch children, yeah. and uh, I was just the man at 16. And then you look at these children, but yeah, they were right. doing they were doing the Instagram stuff, and they were taking pictures and doing all this. And I was like, oh, that's what we look like to the public when we're doing take <laughs> after take, and people are like, oh, these kids. But um, they they sat down, and I was watching the guy sip his water and i was looking i was like is he gonna make a face is that water Did vodka it was water they, they probably aren't hooligans <laughs> like i was growing up they're probably 16 and hasn't even thought about alcohol yet but that's just it, it was just super interesting oh, but i was like staring right. at that kid i'm like what are you drinking like, in there and i was like see. oh that went down pretty refreshing because if it's this is a vodka sip if you're just like it's a little sip like that if you go That's water. That's water because you're you're parched. But the quick little sip, I'm like, I'm on to you. I oh, invented that. Oh, you invented it. And yeah. then what was so crazy, too, at the beach, I ran into a friend of mine. She and I met in a class online virtually in Florida, but she was living in California. And she just moved here literally like five days ago. And we had been saying, oh, we want to get together. We want to get together. And she texted me and she goes, I saw your stories. I've never been to Cocoa Beach, but I'm here with my friend. She's in town. And I was like, well, text me when you get situated. You know, we'll come and see you. And what do you know? We're kind of packing stuff up, getting ready to leave soon. And all of a sudden, I hear someone scream my name. And I look over, and she was literally right there on the beach. I mean, this beach was huge. It was so crowded and packed. The odds that she was right there and she saw me and we're like, this is just so crazy. So, yeah, the wild. the energy the energy of the world is something that you can try to fight it, but it's 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 there. That is the what life's about. I, I even saw someone else talking about this. That you're you're basically, and this is if you believe this, but that you're 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 here to learn how to manipulate energy. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that because th there's something so real, and it, it it's like it's like the if you're late for something, you get every red light. Yeah. If you're on time or if you're like early, you get every green light. Like there's something that you attract when you're in a good place. Good things happen when you're in a dark place, dark things happen. And it's just figuring out how to work this energy. But there are certain days that like everything comes through at the same time. Emails come through, job opportunities come through. And you're just like for four days, it was it's silent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get these four opportunities all within an hour of each other. And you're like, how like, what is that? Well, and I even noticed too, for me, when it comes to brand collaborations, I always get these emails and opportunities in bulk. When it comes to real estate, it doesn't matter how many different properties I'm working on. It's always the same day that everyone is calling yeah. me. That happened this morning. I mean, I got calls from every single person. I was like, it's been quiet for two weeks. You know, it's been yeah. going on. And it just cracks me up because I'm like, what are the odds of that? It's energy. It is. And I think that because we started exploring Florida and started getting out there, just the amount of, of people that are just now like coming into our lives yeah. and, and just so, 
it, it's I, I know this all sounds like arbitrary, but it, it's for for me. I, I can't remember if I said this on the members podcast or last Wednesday, but I didn't realize just how much the quarantine and being isolated like messed with me. Like I need people and I, we used to make the joke that I was a wet blanket cause I kind of was a wet blanket, but I didn't realize that I wasn't as wet of a blanket as I thought I was <laughs> because yeah, I didn't always go do things cause I do like being home and doing my own thing. But, um, but when you take away all of it, you, you just, you, you, you're missing out on a key component of being a human being, like exploring new things. And for me, that's what has always been a dream of mine when it comes to creating content is that there are people who can make a living creating content by doing traveling and eating. And that's like my two favorite things. And I said, if you can somehow do this around a business, that's kind of the perfect, perfect marriage mix, yeah. because um, you're genuinely excited. And I feel like we've lived like kind of adventurous lives and we've done a lot of really cool things in our life. And that kind of sets a bar of your standard of, of, of being, you know, your mind blown yeah. or to have actual fun or to have that waking up in the morning and that vacation feel. Anyone who's been on a vacation, yeah. the moment you get off that airport, that airplane, or the moment you get into your hotel room or you sit down for your first drink, there's that, or you're going like tubing or you're going Paris. Like when you're there, there's something inside you that makes you feel like a kid again. Yeah. That only really comes through traveling. At least with 100%. me, at least with me. So it, that's why we're really trying to also figure this out because when you go to a new place, like I've never been to Naples, Florida. So the moment we go to Naples yeah. and you go to the beach or you try this, this Naples thing, whatever that is, once we research it, you're going to get hit with that Christmas morning, that, that youthful, like this is new. Yeah. And, um, and it's it's just very exciting. That's what I loved about Cocoa Beach and just being out and and really stopping and smelling the roses. Yep. Look at my guy. I honestly think you just went through a wet blanket phase for a few years during a time when you just really had like the same schedule every single day. There really wasn't much. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it was just for a couple years, and then the pandemic really got you out of it, which I'm sure it did with a lot of people because you never realize how much you love that human connection or just like being out somewhere not worrying it just i don't know it almost if you have to look at silver linings maybe it just really opened people's eyes and shifted perspectives of you know the big grand scheme of things it's really about humans and connecting and and having community and just exploring and living life and doing what makes you happy, no matter what that is. Maybe you love to stay home. You know what I mean? And you're like, hey, I'm gonna do this forever. <laughs> Some do, but I think I think we sometimes get lost in it. I think the reason I did is just that 2018, 19, and 20 were kind of hard. Were kind of like hard years. Yeah. Like kind of like underneath. Sure. Um, of of just like working through stuff. So I felt like maybe being in large groups all the time or hanging out that you kind of had to bring um, your A game and your energy yeah. that at that point I just didn't have extra sure. of. Sure. It was kind of like I had just enough to do my duties of working and being together. But I just think just, I was like working through stuff that I just didn't have that leftover energy to give. Yeah. And I think that's why a Makes lot of people sense. too, like staying home is, is maybe we just got to work through stuff. But as soon as I like lifted out of that and kind of had this rebirth of of getting back out there and 
and getting in new routines and keeping the house clean and making the bed and hitting the gym. Losing weight is always a weight off, like not no pun intended, but a weight off of my shoulders. Yeah. When I feel I, I look better, like, cause there's, there's people who've been so kind, even during my like 20, 30 pound weight fluctuations over the years. Um, and I know I'm hard on myself because I know I've never gotten to a point that like where I felt too overweight, right. but enough that I wasn't happy with myself. And even though people were kind and they're like, Oh my gosh, you, you're, you look amazing. Like you're crazy. Like you don't need to lose weight. Right. But for me personally, I know the weight where the clothes, my, the way I move, the way I feel, um, is where I'm most confident. So I think even being like 20, 30 pounds overweight on and off the past few years mm -hmm. was also weighing on me. And I've, I've, I'm now like a month in and I can see the changes starting to happen. So I'm just consciously making better decisions of keeping my house clean, um, doing the routines and, and making sure that I do it even when I don't feel like it. And I think that's one of the Huge. best quotes I ever heard. The best piece of advice is that I'll be so in it for five, six days. And then the seventh day, I'm just not in the mood. But if you force yourself to always do it, it just becomes a habit. Um, cause think it as a do kid, it now. as a kid, you had to be told to brush your teeth or you never would have, but you were told so many times that it just became a habit that you brush your teeth at night. Yeah. But there was a time that you didn't want to do it. Hmm. So it's like, even if it's like making your bed or going to the gym or whatever it may be, I've just been telling myself like anytime I'm, I tell my mind goes, ah, don't, I go, no, like I'm on this new path where I have to just do what I said I was going to do. And it, it's just all coming together. It's life changing. I, I'm, it really is. I remember, I think it was back in 2016 when I first started doing this and I would sit and write on page after page after page, do it now, do it now, do it now so that it would go into my brain and that mindset shifted anytime I would think to do something. If I go, oh, I should make my bed. I'd hear do it now in my head and I go do it or the same type of notion if I get a bill in my hand, the first time it touches your hand, just handle it. You're going to save so much more time by doing it now and doing it the second you hold it in your hand than throwing it, you know, in the drawer and then you see it a couple days later and then you're like, oh, should I do this now? And then you put it back down. You know, you just waste so much time. So those are things that for a very long time I've always practiced and it just changes your mindset. It changes the way you live, the way you do things. Yeah. And it's just an overall like more positive experience, I'd say. Yeah. And it, and it just snowballs. So I, I just... um just, just all of it, you know. I, I'm, I'm. I, I can always tell when things are going really well because I end up getting like a happy anxiety where yeah. I'm aware things are so good, and I end up going like, "Well, wait a minute, like, what's the problem I'm solving? Like, what's the issue? Like, there's even times that I'll even tell you where I'm like sitting there and, I, and you're like, "What?" And I was like, "I don't know. Something <laughs> was bothering me, but I forgot what I was." bothered Upset about. about yeah so it's, it's like I, I and so for me maybe that's just how my brain works where it has to find a problem or challenge to overcome right so if i'm not being productive i will almost create issues right that aren't there but if you say no you're gonna go in and film a video about disney springs or you're gonna go do this podcast or you're gonna go edit i have all these problems to solve and so i'm like okay and i'm focused on it when i was moving those three days, happiest I've, because I was so focused on solving a problem and, and finishing this task that you don't have time to sit around and create problems. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of, that was kind of the last step for me of like moving, getting settled and then, and, and being active again, but having a task at hand 
that was physical and it just kind of allowed me just to relax to yeah. burn off that energy that i have i've been going to bed early We've been which going is to bed so really cool early. i went to bed at like 10 15 the other night woke up at <laughs> seven like it's so good. It's so good. we're making positive adjustments and i just want to stay on this path um we will but you really yeah. do thrive when you're working and you have a task at Oh my God. Speaking of tasks, do you remember the handyman we met at my mom's? Yes. He was amazing. He was yeah. His daughter. Well, so my mom needed, you know, a bunch of stuff handled in the house and she hired this awesome guy and he was telling her that during the pandemic, um, he was able to get a job at 7-Eleven and it was in Windermere and you know who lives in Windermere? Who? Shaq. Oh, he still does. Yeah, he still lives there. Oh, okay. And so during this time, I guess Shaq is like a big motorcycle guy and he's got like this big crew. And so like all the time he'd roll through on his bike and it, he was just so, um, had such synergy with this guy. They just really got along and it was just really cool. And obviously this guy was really probably awesome with him not being like, oh, it's a celebrity. It was just like a person. They were yeah. just like kicking it. So one day Shaq comes in and goes, hey man, is that your bike out front? And he's like, actually, it is, because he rides too. And Jack's like, well, you know, tomorrow we're going out. You should come with us. <laughs> and so now he's part of this biking with Shaq, and they're like what? boys. And I just, it's just crazy. I love stories like that because it just shows me that people in Florida are like cool. You know what I mean? Like Shaq's just like, come on, man. Now he's part of the biking. <laughs> <laughs> so exploring florida episode 12 will be finding shack's bike gang in windermere florida in windermere florida yeah i knew he had that big house in windermere but i thought he sold it well, apparently it's like not selling so many different realtors have tried to put on the market but it's such a specific house i mean it's so tall because he had it specifically made for him you know and it's also a really really big house and very very pricey so so he'll have to he'll have to here. dump it one day yeah or another maybe seven foot nine person will buy it with 80 million dollars or whatever know. it is isn't Shaq the one who won't give his money to the kids unless they went to college or something like that and have two degrees and have two degrees i love that that's me making them work and learn even and steve grow. even steve harvey had a good bit about that with his kids is that he's he like i think he said something like he has like five percent that he's going to help like with the kids, but he goes, this is my money and I'm going to give it to the people I want wow. to. And it's like, it's up to the kids. Cause that's what, that's what you basically have to do. And, and yet again, we don't know what it's like to have kids and have millions of dollars to, you know, but the, the, the best thing to do is to, is to teach them the skills so they can acquire their own wealth yeah. and their own path. Because we've realized as much as we've hated the bumps in the road, the bumps in the road and then having to dig your way out is why we are who we are today. Yep. If we just had money to solve the problem, we would still be the same people we were in 2013. Yep. Because yeah. you can only learn so much, but it's when you're down and you climb out is where you start to grow as a person. And sometimes if you have just money to throw at the problem, you miss that growing opportunity, which ultimately will, you know, but I'm not casting judgment on it. I'm just saying there's a few people yeah. that yeah. that's how we'll do it. Absolutely. Like I, I, we're going to, you know, I, I would never just give because um, as much as I've always said in our in our life, I was like, oh, if we just had like just a little cash right now, like we could make this project go, right. like unplugged. Like if we just had our own cash, like we'd make it. It would be a good film. Like there's so, but but we're not ready for it. Like that's exactly if, it. If you had the money, then you wouldn't become the person you need to be to, to get, get the that. money to make it happen. Right. So 
sometimes it's just being, you know, going through. It's easier said than done because I'm in a good place now. So it's easy to say, <laughs> but during the years of the ups and downs. Hey. And, and I think too, I, I love bringing it up a little bit because I think a lot of people will assume just, you know, if you, because I've worked on a show or whatever it may be that maybe life was easier um, than, than what I've shared, but there's definitely a lot of, lot, a lot of challenges that we have overcome together. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's kind of goes into with who we are today. Yeah, I think that's the best compliment we ever get is when people are like, you guys just seem like just so normal. And it's like, well, we, we've gotten humbled so much that any sort of ego we had early in our 20s was just chipped away at. <laughs> and uh, we got back to our roots because when, you're, when you just have those roadblocks and huge challenges, it just reminds you that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do or who you know, you know, it's it's – it, it's all about like what what you can do for other people and yeah. and uh, and how you can be selfless. Yep. And I think that's a that's a big big um, continue continuing to learn that of just how to always be selfless, be selfish when you need to. Um, yeah. But there's like a balance with that. But I don't remember how we got on that topic. Um, but do you want to before we wrap up? Because I know we have to go. Do you just want to do a quick little update on the Britney Spears quick thing? Quick update on Britney Spears because there's so much going on right now. Her team is leaving left and right. Um, first off, we have her longtime manager. And then real quick, just in case someone didn't see this, can you give like a thirty second? recap before this of what originally is going on yes so britney was in a conservatorship for 13 years where basically her father was in charge of everything but pretty much she came out and said that he was abusing the power she wants out she wasn't even able to hire her own lawyer in 2008 so she's had the same lawyer for 13 years but he's resigned too so basically her team is like freaking out. Everyone knows like, oh my goodness, this is not good. We're going to just scurry. Because she went and she went to court and she talked for 25 minutes and yes. testified. And it went kind of viral. And now people are really kind seeing how, how um, abusive the whole relationship was. She has an IUD that she's not allowed to get taken out. So she has zero. And I even heard that during her Vegas residency, she was only paid 2000 a week. Now I know that's a lot of money, but she made like 137 million, and she was paid six figures for the year only. Um, so they're just like it's this huge thing. But she finally was able to get her word out for 25 minutes. She spoke, and and it went viral, and people are talking about. It. There's a huge movement that's been here called Free Britney mm -hmm. because they just want her to have her life back. And uh, the last update we gave you was just filling you all in on like this is happening. And now it's getting, it looks like it's getting better for Britney, but we don't really know. But here's where we are now. Yes. So, sorry, I just, no, I just no, took no. it right I from you. I love that. That's so good. You got to give, some people don't know, you know, but it's really, really devastating what's happening to her. This woman has worked and worked and been a workhorse employing so many different people. And they're saying that she can't even make up her own decision if she wants to hire her own attorney or get an IUD taken out. Like yeah. that's quite great to me. But back to the story and back to the details. So her team is resigning left and right. First off, we have her longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, who had been fired, I think, two separate times. And then he was with her for a very long time. And he wrote this letter that has since been published to the public. And this is what he had to say. It has been over two and a half years since Brittany and I last communicated, at which time she informed me she wanted to take an indefinite work hiatus. 
Earlier today, I became aware that Brittany had been voicing her intention to officially retire. As you know, I have never been a part of the conservatorship nor its operations, so I am not privy to many of these details. I was originally hired at Brittany's request to help manage and assist her with her career. And as her manager, I believe it's in Brittany's best interest for me to resign from her team as my professional services are no longer needed. Please accept this letter as my formal resignation. So I think he's scared and he's like, I got to get out of here. You know what it, I mean? It's also him basically sticking up for her because it's it's right. like, look, because if, if people are resigning, it's just showing that like something big's about to happen. It, 100%. And then next on the list, we have Brittany's lawyer, Sam Ingham, and he has asked to step down from the court-appointed role. So again, she never hired him. There was this other lawyer back in 2008 that she really, really wanted, but the court said, no, we have to appoint you one. You can't make your own decisions because you're in a conservatorship. So the lawyer, Sam Ingham, he filed papers to withdraw after the singer said at the court hearing that she wanted new counsel to represent her and get her out of the conservatorship that governs her life. And right now you mentioned the internet's going wild. I mean, there are so many different viral things. There's the Free Britney movement. And right now what is trending, it's called Let Britney Choose. And basically that means that they want to be able for Brittany to choose her own lawyer and she's going to be uh, making a remote appearance at an upcoming court hearing to testify why she should appoint her new counsel. And the other thing that's wild is a lot of stars are coming out to speak out about this right now. There's Miley Cyrus who was just like chanting at her concert, free Brittany, free Brittany, free Brittany. Um, Paris Hilton on her podcast was mentioning how she had heard Britney's testimony originally and in the testimony, I don't know if you heard this, but she mentioned when I first heard Paris Hilton's story, I didn't believe it, you know, and basically what's crazy is Paris Hilton, if you haven't heard about her story, she had a lot of childhood trauma she endured and she talks all about it in a documentary. I think it's called This Is Paris, but Britney Spears is basically just saying that no one's going to believe me because I'm Britney Spears, just like I don't believe Paris because she's Paris Hilton. And so Paris was just really giving her love for Britney. And apparently there is this group, um, according to Mirror, it's Mariah Carey, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, and Christina Aguilera, and the reportedly... Um, launching a legal fund to fight for Britney oh, to free wow. her from the conservatorship. Those are like the OGs. I know. So I literally have chills up my body right now. So everyone is watching. Everyone is sick of this. Like, it, it's time to be done, baby. Like, she needs her life back. She deserves it. So I literally have chills all up and down. That is cool. Yeah. I know. So, we, yeah, we're going to keep you posted. I know that uh, Alyssa's just like the biggest Britney fan. And, um, I love you know by proximity uh so am i i yeah. do enjoy britney but i find this to be a fascinating story just because of the law and how things work of course. Um, you know the, the, that's the most powerful thing in this country and sometimes the law can work for you or against you in a powerful way and so i'm really interested especially when people are being corrupted we don't really know about her dad but it doesn't sound don't like sound he, pretty like it yeah so it's just nice when people get the justice they deserve. And so I'm Last really rooting for her. Last thing to me as well, I'll say on this, if you think about it, 
Brittany is paying for her father's attorneys to fight against her. She's paying for those attorneys. Yeah. That is so messed up. It's so messed up. So sending all the good juju to Brittany, free Brittany, let Brittany choose. I mean, let this woman get her life back. You know, she deserves it. Yeah, it's going to be really so nice. we'll keep you posted on everything um, like that. We'll keep you posted on uh, on our show, Exploring Florida. Yes. It looks like the sun's going to start coming back out by the end of the week. So we'll get back on it. The but we're really hoping tomorrow um, <laughs> yeah. to have our first episode of Exploring Florida out sometime in August. We got Alyssa's birthday coming. So we're going to try to do some fun things there as well. So we just want to thank you for coming on this journey with us. And uh, until next week, we will see you next Wednesday with another episode of The Friendless Show. So Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.